When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holy smokes, what a day for news down on the south side. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is the H2P podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. My name is Corey Christen. You hear us every week here on the DK Network for H2P. Uh, Usually, Gary Morgan is with me, but due to some scheduling conflicts, of course, with Gary and I trying to figure out when we could do this podcast together. It just didn't work out this weekend. So that also explains the brief delay in this week's show. And we thank you so much for tuning in. Keaton Slovis out, Phil Jerkovic in. That is the headline of the week, headline of the month going into the Sun Bowl, which we will, of course, dive into throughout various parts of this show. And of course, it will be the headline going into spring ball, into the summer, and into the fall of 2023. As on Monday, as we record this today, Keaton Slovis has announced his intent to transfer away from Pitt. And just a couple of hours afterwards, Phil Dracovic, the Pine Richland grad, the Pittsburgh native, he told reporters that he is coming home. Of course, Dracovic spent time at Boston College over the last few years. He went to Notre Dame out of Pine Richland, so a well-traveled journeyman, some would say a quarterback, but let's not bury the lead here. The big story of the week, of the day, of the month, of the year, is that Keaton Slovis, who fewer than one year ago officially became the newest quarterback at Pitt, is on his way out. And as of this recording, we don't know where he's going. We don't know what his intentions are. All we know is is that he's not going to be the quarterback for the Sun Bowl. He's not going to finish, as they say in the cliche sense, what he started this year at Pitt. Slovis, of course, transferring out of Pitt. It was reported first by Pete Thamel of ESPN Monday morning, and multiple outlets came through and had confirmation of it, and then uh, our friend Chris Peak over at Panther Lair on Rivals, he he reported late Monday morning that Slovis had indeed filed his paperwork to transfer. Slovis did an exclusive with Pittsburgh Sports Now about the the move. And look, at the end of the day, this is his decision. This is the world of college football that we live in. I'm not saying I expected this, as you probably read on our site. I wrote a what I considered a strong opinion piece on the prospects of Slovis, of Jerkovic, of both at the same time being at Pitt, of Slovis transferring out of Pitt, and then the potential for Dracovic to come in. And as I stated then, and I'll state again now, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade this is for Pitt on the surface with Dracovic coming in. Now, let's start with Keaton Slovis, where this year it's been very up and down for him. 
58.4% completion rate, 2,397 yards, 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 127.1 quarterback rating in 11 games in his lone season as a Panther. He had a very, very, very forgettable October. Pitt went 1-3 that month, and of course, everything fell off, and they played their way out of contention to repeat their ACC championship from last year. In October, Slovis completed 53.4% of passes, 869 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions, a 109.7 rating. And at that point, again, Pitt fell out of everything. You know, they weren't going to repeat as Coastal champions. They had no chance of being ACC champions again. And the focus had to be reshifted towards, let's get to a good bowl game. Well, Slovis responds by leading Pitt to a 4-0 record in November. And you could argue that the main reasons as to why Pitt had success in November came from the defense. And you would be right. In November, Slovis, 58.9% completion rate. So an uh, an uptick of about 6%. 836 yards, so right about on par. Five touchdowns to four interceptions. QB rating substantially better, 132.45 in the 11th month of our 2022 on the calendar. Now, going into the Sun Bowl, obviously this changes the complexion of who's going to start a quarterback, and I want to get into that in segment two because I want to talk about the other side of this, Phil Dracovic. Again, he tells Pete Thamel that he's coming to Pittsburgh. He's coming home. This is a move that Phil Dracovic, again, a journeyman guy, started at Notre Dame, played a few years at Boston College, of course, under Frank Signetti for two of those seasons, and now he wants to reunite with his former offensive coordinator, and you can't really blame him for that. So Dracovic spent those years at Boston College growing and, of course, thinking that he was going to be able to develop into an NFL guy at BC, injuries kind of derailed that. He played 16 games under Frank Signetti. He's been there three seasons, but he's missed part of two of those three seasons. In 16 games under Frank Signetti, Phil Dracovic, right about on par with Keaton Slovis. And keep in mind, he's played five more games, so the passing yards numbers and the touchdowns and the interceptions are going to be slightly skewed. In 16 games under Signetti, Phil Dracovic, 59.5% of his passes. So just 1%, 1.1 exactly percent higher than what Slovis completed under Signetti this year. 3,472 yards, 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and a 141.2 quarterback rating. Now I will say and that on a yards per game scale, those two were just about even. At about 200, I think it was 17 to 219. So point is, both of those are about a yard off in terms of per game under Signetti. He missed half of the 2021 season, this being Dracovic, uh, with a hand injury. He was limited to eight games in 2022 after sustaining a knee injury on October 29th against UConn. He was originally offered by Pitt out of high school. He he obviously went to Notre Dame, and you know here we are. So obviously. The main question, is this an upgrade for Pitt? That will have to be determined. On the outside looking in, some view it as one. Given Dracovic's mobility and given his ability to get out of the pocket and make plays, whereas Slovis, more of the traditional pocket passer, more of the traditional stand-in, let the offensive line protect, 
get in a clean pocket, and then make plays. The problem is we rarely saw opportunities for that this year. And I want to go back to something that Keaton told in an exclusive with Pittsburgh Sports Now. I want to make sure I give them credit on what Keaton Slovis had to say. And I want to do that in the second segment here on the H2P podcast because what I found, I found what he had to say very interesting in terms of the expectation versus the reality of what he was told when he was being recruited versus what he experienced as a one-year player at Pitt under Signetti. And then, of course, he talked about, you know, there's no bad blood in the situation. We'll get to that. And then the second segment later on, I'm going to get into more specifics about the Sun Bowl and the quarterback situation at Pitt going forward. And then in segment three, we might touch a little bit on, this is going to be a very heavy football episode, obviously, but we might touch a bit on men's soccer and women's volleyball at Pitt, maybe a little men's basketball, because those first two teams, men's soccer, women's volleyball, have some serious championship aspirations. Men's basketball, don't look now, a five-game winning streak? Talk about it on the other side right here on the H2P Podcast. Folks, there's part of a reason why I waited until later on Monday evening to record this podcast. Because right as I hit my break in segment one, this is real time. This is as close to a live stream as you're going to get. We have some breaking news that, for me, it's breaking. In real time, this is breaking. But for you, it'll be more like, hearing this later Monday night or Tuesday morning or whatever day you choose to pop open wherever podcasts are found and click play on H2P. Hours after Keaton Slovis leaves and Phil Dracovic enters, Pitt has another quarterback coming in 2023. Ty Diffenbach. I'm going to botch that name. I hope that's right. But a three-star out of California has announced his commitment to Pitt after decommitting from UNLV earlier Monday afternoon. What is going on here? Welcome to the carousel. Strap in, grab your nitroglycerin pills, and hang on. Because we are in for a wild, wild ride, folks. Ty Diffenbach, three-star out of California, is coming to Pitt. And this comes a few weeks after we hear that Kenny Minchie, who of course was committed to Pitt, was all in on Pitt for a long time, suddenly decommitted, and then magically committed to Notre Dame a short amount of time later. I'll let you figure out why. But here we are. So, I was going to open this segment by talking about Keaton Slovis's comments, which he made to, of course, Pittsburgh Sports Now, and I still want to do that. But I'm going to reverse course just for a brief moment and talk about next year's situation in a vacuum as much as I can. Because now with Diffenbach coming in, you have Jukovic coming in, 
that's two quarterbacks, to add into a mix of Nick Patty, Nate Yarnell, Jake Frantel, and Eli Kosinovich for next season. So that's six quarterbacks that will be at Pitt next season. Now, let's start with the obvious here, okay? Phil Dracovic's going to start next year, okay? Let's not let's not put the cart in front of the horse and say, oh, they're going to have a competition between Dracovic and Patty and Yarnell, and it's going to be all this all over again. Because even though I wrote about that possibility last week, if this was going to happen, it's going to be the same result. You're not going to bring the transfer in just to sit him. So you're going to have Dracovic start. This is assuming nobody else transfers out of pit. You'll have Dracovic starting. You'll have Nick Patty as the backup again. That poor guy. My goodness. What's he got to do to get some playing time other than transfer? What's he got to do? Behind Kenny Pickett. Behind Keaton Slovis. Behind Phil Dracovic. And he hasn't peeped a word about it publicly. Not disparaging the university. Not disparaging Pat Narduzzi. Not disparaging either of Pickett, Slovis, or now Dracovic. What a pro. Want to give a shout-out to Nick Patty on that. But next year's quarterback room, in order, Phil Dracovic, Nick Patty, Nate Yarnell, and then figure it out from there. Because you're going to have Diffenbach and Kosinovich and Frantel on the scout team, just like you did this year. So it's going to add a slightly different look to the room next year, but I wonder out loud just the domino effect of the Kenny Minchie decommit, and that could be a whole other show. And I'm sure Gary Morgan, when he comes back next week, will want to talk about that as well. But there you have it. Ty Diffenbach, he is committed to Pitt. Signing day obviously coming up uh, relatively soon, and uh, you know they'll make that official at some point. But good flip for... Narduzzi, Signetti, credit to them. Another three-star. They know how to handle three-stars. They know what to look for in these three-stars. And who knows what the road lies ahead for that. But let me go back to what I was originally going to talk about with what Keaton Slovis had to say today on Monday after filing his paperwork to transfer out of Pitt. This came from Pittsburgh Sports Now. Want to give them credit. I'll phrase this as eloquently as possible, and then I'll directly quote what he had to say. And if you want to read it for yourself, it's on our site, dkpittsburghsports.com. In an interview with Pittsburgh Sports Now, this is on Monday, he basically said he wanted a different opportunity, and that's kind of the like blanket statement for every transfer that enters the portal. I want to find something different. I want to find something new. I want to see, you know, whatever it is. Direct quote from Keen Slovis to Pittsburgh Sports Now, quote, at the end of the day, I think certain opportunities that I look forward to more, which were outside of the program, unfortunately. That's not to say that there aren't a lot of good things currently being done at Pitt, but with just one year left, I wanted to take a chance on myself and see what other opportunities I could find, end quote. So that's your blanket purpose statement, or your why, if you will. And maybe he's generalizing a bit. He probably is. But he also didn't say there really was bad blood at all with Narduzzi or Signetti. Another direct quote here from Keaton per Pittsburgh Sports Now. Quote, 
I had a great conversation with Coach Sig today. We talked about where I can improve. As a coach, he also wanted to know from me where he could improve as a coach. It was relatively understood, but I don't know that they were ecstatic to hear about it. But I think that they understood, especially Coach Sig, who went, who spent a lot of time with me. He understands from a quarterback perspective where I'm at, and I really respect him for that. End quote. So discourse, right? This wasn't a catching Signetti slash Narduzzi out of the blue. This wasn't a, you know, middle finger, I'm out of here. You know, there was a clear understanding that Slovis had discourse about his decision and that Slovis, I'm not saying, you know, he gave Narduzzi and Signetti one more chance to quote unquote keep him because that kind of thing just doesn't really happen. But let me continue on by quoting Slovis when he talked about the expectation of what he was told was going to happen with this offense versus what transpired. And I think that once I read it, you'll be like, oh, duh, because, quote, I think for the most part, not even the system, the stuff that happened this year kind of led to the system that I wasn't really anticipating it being. Obviously, being a run-dominant team, we ran the ball super effectively. As a quarterback, you want to be given the chance to lead your team to win. That's obviously something that most quarterbacks want to be a part of. I know we moved towards that and became more balanced towards the end of the year, but again, in terms of the offense and offense scheme, it's a solid offense. I learned a lot, and I'm glad I had the experience to play here. End quote. So that's Keen Slovis talking about what transpired as far as Frank Signetti, I would say his pitch versus maybe getting acclimated in spring ball versus the expectation of going into this year and having Slovis lead them. But he said it right there. The stuff that happened this year kind of led to the system that I really wasn't anticipating it being. There's your answer right there. He didn't feel, without disparaging, he did a fine job of explaining it, but he explained that this wasn't right for him. This wasn't what he thought it was going to be, and that's why he's looking for something else. We're going to take a break, and in the third segment, we're going to go into the immediate impact with the Sun Bowl. It's probably going to be Nick Patty again. It could be Nate Yarnell again. Who do you think it should be? I'll ask that question, and I'll try to answer it on the other side. And then, and as I teased at the end of the first segment, we'll get a little bit into some other sports at Pitt. We'll get into Pitt volleyball, Pitt soccer, the men's side making a run to the College Cup, the Final Four. Then, of course, men's basketball. They're on a five-game win streak. Who knew that was coming? We'll see you in segment three. boys and girls we've made it segment three of three the final one here on this h2p podcast 
recording on this fifth day of December 2022. Corey Christen with you. Gary Morgan is out this weekend. And again, apologies for being late. Just a weird weekend, busy schedules, but maybe for the better because quite frankly, we would have had to do an emergency show more than likely given the absolute chaotic Monday that we've all had here in terms of the news cycle. Keen Slow is out, Phil Dracovic in, and what does this mean for the Sun Bowl? Because Pitt still has a bowl game to play, and if we recorded this over the weekend, before Transfer Portal chaos happened, it would have been a very back-and-forth discussion between Gary and I, per usual, about the matchup between Pitt versus UCLA and the Sun Bowl, and We'll obviously get more into that as the game gets closer over the next couple of weeks. But now the impact shifts towards the immediacy of the quarterback position. The big question, who will start the Sun Bowl? Question mark. Next sentence. Here's my thought on it. And I understand why you or your friend, or your brother, or your sister, or whoever it may be that's a Pitt fan, might want to see Nate Yarnell a quarterback. I get it. Redshirt freshman, looked okay against Western Michigan, which feels like forever ago now. Although they didn't throw the ball that much, he still took care of the football and they won the game. But I have a feeling it's just going to be Nick Patty again. He's a guy that, we mentioned it earlier, has kind of earned this. And there was a meme by uh, Nick Farabaugh, uh, also on the pit beat, who had a meme of, you know, somebody coming out of a casket. You know, like Nick Patty during bowl season coming out of a casket. It was a good meme. Very good use of meme. But he's right. How ironic is it that we are in this position again? Kenny Pickett doesn't play the Peach Bowl last year. Nick Patty has to play, and understand he got hurt, but here we are again in the Sun Bowl, Keaton Slovis transfers, Nick Patty probably going to start the Sun Bowl again. Not again, but start a bowl again. So Pitt has time to figure this out, and we pretty much have been told all season long by Pat Narduzzi, whoever it may be within Pitt's walls, that Nick Patty's still quarterback number two. That hasn't changed. They like Nate Yarnell as a scout quarterback. And Nate Yarnell's going to be that scout quarterback more than likely going into this game, unless some surprising announcement comes out for Pat Narduzzi. Now, I'm always the first to admit when I'm wrong, I was wrong about the idea of Slovis transferring. I was wrong about the idea of Dracovic coming here. I will gladly always admit when I'm wrong. It's one of my favorite things to do because I do it a lot. I'm not perfect, okay? Nobody's perfect. You know, in this situation, there is no perfect answer for who's going to play quarterback in the Sun Bowl. How much does it matter is the big question. Because Nick Patty, do I want to say he knows the offense better than Nate Yarnell? I would be more inclined to believe so. And there's obviously a rapport with Jared Wayne there's a rapport there with Kanate Mumfield from, you know, the preseason work from the quote-unquote competition we were told it was. And then from Patty just taking 
second team snaps. You know, he's done that. And he has been branded as the backup quarterback for Pitt all season long. Who do you think it's going to be? Tweet me your response at CD Christen or leave it in the comments if you're listening on DKPittsburghSports.com. Leave, leave a comment. Let us know who should start the Sun Bowl. Who do you think actually does start the Sun Bowl? That's the other question. I want to take a couple of minutes before we wrap up here in H2P. And again, I say this every show. This is why you listen to us because we, we're not just a football show. We like to get into the meat and potatoes of what's happening in pit athletics. And right now, two programs, maybe even a third, are red hot, as hot as it gets going into this first weekend of December. I'll start with men's basketball because that will be the most brief one. Don't look now, folks. How about the win at Northwestern? It was a complete dismantling of that top rank. They were fourth in the nation at the time of that Wildcats defense. And then they turn around on Friday and they win at NC State and they hold their leading score to a one-point performance, a goose egg from the field, 0 for 12, NC State's leading score. What an unbelievable week Jeff Capel has had. And what an unbelievable regrouping it has been for the Panthers. Since coming back from New York, they got destroyed against Michigan. They lost that close one to VCU that they probably should have won. And then they've won five in a row, including the two at Northwestern and then at NC State, a Big Ten opponent, and then your ACC opener. Huge kudos go to Jeff Capel and the boys for getting ready, regrouping, adjusting. And we'll see what happens now because Pitt has Vanderbilt Wednesday. And then two pretty easy home games. And then the ACC play starts the week of Christmas. So we'll see. Program two of three in this rapid fire other programs not named football segment to end the show. How about that men's soccer program? Did you see that game on Saturday? That match against Portland in the Elite Eight? Pit a one to nothing winner in double overtime on Valentin Noel's goal. Inside the box, right off his head, beautiful ball from right to left across the field by Bertan Jockison. And the Panthers are going to the College Cup. The College Cup, of course, the soccer equivalent of the Final Four. Pitt plays Indiana this week in Cary, North Carolina. And the winner of that gets the winner of Syracuse and Creighton in the College Cup Championship. So big credit to Pitt men's soccer for getting that far. Really clutch win. I was surprised. They took so many shots that should have went in and didn't. That game did not feel like a one to nothing double OT, 104th minute goal to decide it. It felt like a 4 nothing game, but I digress. And then we've been saying it all along, ladies and gentlemen. This Pitt volleyball team is something. This is national championship potential written all over it. How about to open the NCAA tournament at the Peterson Events Center on Friday and Saturday? And by the way, massive credit to the fans that showed up. Very loud, very involved, very into it. Just an all-around great job by Panther Nation on that one. Friday, pit volleyball, a three-set-to-nothing sweep 
dominance over Colgate. And then on Saturday, this blew me away. A three-set sweep over number seven seed BYU, a team that Pitt played to a three-to-one match in Provo earlier in the year. But Pitt found another gear in that second set. Courtney Bezzario set a program record for kills in an NCAA tournament with 23. And then Rachel Fairbanks, a triple-double, the first triple-double by a Panther in NCAA tournament history. What a performance. So now the Panthers volleyball team goes to Madison, Wisconsin as a two-seed for a match against third-seeded Florida in the Sweet 16 later this week. And if they win, they probably get Wisconsin in the Elite Eight, and then they would uh, obviously play to go to the Final Four. But this team, the way they burned through BYU in the second half of that second set, and then, of course, in that third set, just all-around dominance. Many players attacking, efficient attacking. Chiamaka Nuokolo and Serena Gray were great up front with the chances they had. They were both 6 of 11. Valeria Vasquez-Gomez was great all, all series. Bazario was great all series. I mean, when I say series, I mean the two games played at the peak. But this team is special. Pay attention. And thank you for paying attention and for listening to this H2P podcast on this week of December 5th, the first week of December in 2022. We're almost to New Year's, and we're almost to bowl season. Pitt playing in the Sun Bowl on December 30th in El Paso, Texas. And they're going to have a new quarterback while doing it. We'll talk plenty more about it over the next couple weeks here when Gary Morgan comes back. But thank you for listening this week. We greatly appreciate it here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. My name is Corey Christen. Cheers. Cheers.